For this episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem, I got to talk to my good friend Derek Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at dbro underscore ffb. You can find all of his content over with FTN. He does the FTN Fantasy, FTN Daily, FTN Bets. He's got his hands all in all of that good stuff. He's also the co-host of Fade the Chalk podcast. And he's a guy that I have respected and admired quite some time. I've known Derek since we both joined the fantasy football Twitter sphere at around the same time. And we've live draft together. We've met a few times. It's been, he's a great guy. And on this episode, we got to chat about how he got started in the industry, how life can come at you real fast. Oh, and Jameson Crowder and how I stole him. It's just the whole thing. You'll have to listen to the episode to get the whole story behind that. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at DKCKSum. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at GetReal underscore pod. You can find my writing with the Fantasy Footballers. This podcast is a proud member of the DAP Network. Go check out all of those podcasts. They're all really awesome. Also, please make sure to review and rate this podcast so that more folks can find it. I'm really hoping to reach a bigger audience with this. And now, here's my conversation with Derek Brown. Howdy. Hey, what's up? <laughs> chilling, chilling. How you doing? Oh, busy, busy day. Tired. Need some sleep. I feel you on that one. I could use a nap or three. Yeah, no <sighs> doubt, right? But it is what it is. Um, I'm mixing. Uh, I'll just convert the caffeine over to booze, so it's all good. Yeah, there you Last go. Thing, just off. Uh, uh, pretty good. Everything's pretty just chill. <sighs> How about with you? Um. <laughs> uh, there's never a dull day around here. Yeah. Um, between busyness, the work, and and uh, my three crazy kids who are. Um, two of which are out for spring break right now. So, oh, you know, yeah, lots of fun. Oh, yeah, the best time, especially with like COVID and everything else. I'm sure it's been kind of crazy in your household. Oh, yeah, it's been it's been wild. I mean, working from home and then it's like the kids are in school one week, one week they're not, you know, all kinds of different stuff. Um, but yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm glad that you could come on. Um, oh, shoot. You know? Thank you for having me. It's been a minute. Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to come on here for and sure. just like chop it up and catch up and stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was today I was thinking about it and I was like, man, I've known I've known Derek forever. Like it really feels like that, even if it's, you know, just been a few years or whatever. But I feel like, yeah, there was like a time period where we all kind of like, quote unquote, like together as a. <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy. It's been oh god, Casey, what has it been like five years, something like that. Yeah, it's, it has to. Yeah. I mean, not too long after I started even doing all this kind of stuff, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I <laughs> well, that leads me to like doing all this stuff in the first place. Like when, since I mean, I want to catch up with you, of course, but I want to know yeah. since I don't know this about you, when did you start playing fantasy football? Oh, um, so probably. I was living in Louisiana at the time and my brother-in-law got me into the first league I was ever in. And I think it was like, it was something little, like 20 bucks, 25 bucks, whatever it was. And and he got me into a redraft league with uh, him and a bunch of guys that we went to college with and stuff. And I remember not knowing what the heck was going on, like what I was doing and stuff like that. They had set the draft and the crazy thing about it is so draft night comes and we were all supposed to go over to this guy's house and draft, you know, computers, spreadsheets, 
like at the time, like your magazines were out and you're sitting here like going with <laughs> highlighters and stuff. And the crazy thing about it is the draft night comes and it was during the middle of hurricane season. Mm. And so hurricane hits, we evacuated from uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana to our in-laws, which are about two, three hours north of us, which were, you know, not in the path. Like it was going to get some rain and what have you, but it wasn't going to be like, like terrible and stuff. And so we all of a sudden were like, oh God, we got to pack a bag and this and then and I was like, oh my gosh, like we still got draft night. Like what? what's going on with this? And so they still ran the draft. And while we're evacuating, my brother-in-law's got two computer screens like set up at his house and he's drafting for me and drafting for him. And I'm like telling him my picks, like while I'm rolling down the highway at 80 miles an hour, I'm like, who's left on the board? Like who's going to get like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't get that guy for me. No, no, no. And it's like, I think it was like the clock was set at like 20 seconds, 30 seconds or something. Oh no. Like so we're like freaking out. So like, I got like two auto drafted guys in the third or like a, somebody in the third round was auto drafted for me. Um, same thing with my fourth round pick. I think I, the only player I remember getting out of that draft was like, I got Jordy Nelson and mm. this was the year Jordy Nelson like went off. And I think I had him and, and, and Jimmy Graham and it was the, it was the year that jo- uh, Jimmy Graham went ham if I'm remembering it correctly. So it was good. I ended up like uh, playing the title game and stuff the first year or the first league I was in. So it was good, but a lot of craziness around that. And did you ever play any other fantasy sports besides fantasy Mm-mm. football? Nah. Okay. <laughs> no, like no, 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 no. Like <laughs> I used to like basketball growing up. Yeah. But I always joke in the guys with the discord now, like, um, if I'm playing anything like DFS wise, I'm like, so is, is, is Sean Kemp still playing? Like all these other guys still play? like, I don't know. I couldn't tell you anybody who is still playing basketball these days. I played baseball growing up, but never played fantasy baseball. So were you a big fan of watching sports when you were growing up? Oh yeah. I mean, I, when I was growing up, like I, I didn't play, I played like two or three years of, um, like when I was really little of like rec league football and stuff like that. Didn't play high school played baseball basically from the time that like when I could walk all the way up and I played a little bit of college and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, sports was always on in my house. I mean, my, my dad was, was a big sports nut. Um, he's a big Cowboys fan, which I know you can, you can get down with that. I, I don't have a that. clue what that means. <laughs> like never got into the Cowboys. And, and you know, regret and a lot of other things. <laughs> That's what it means. I mean, hey, they they wise yeah. never paid tax, so you can't hate them yeah, too much right I now. So too much right now, but you, you know, know, that's good at least. But yeah, Keep no, my uh, expectations low though, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but no, uh, we always had sports on. Like growing up, there was always some some game was on, some sports thing. Um, I, I would watch baseball tonight, basically on ESPN every single night before I went to bed. And did you? As you got older and, you know, played a little bit of fantasy football, did you ever think in a million years that you'd go into writing about a game you were playing? Hell no. No, no, no way, no way, no way. Like, I remember like, and it's, and it's funny that I even do this now because I remember going back to like high school, like I hated English. Like it was the (laughs) subject that I legit could not stand. I think like, between English and co- like like in high school and college, I might have read like two books cover to cover. Um, it was I was literally I was the kid that like literally I was in 
the room like it you know you you go to the the computer lab and you're sitting here writing essays and stuff like that at the time during your english class man i'd have like the the cliff notes book sitting here like right next to me i'm writing essays based off of cliff notes like i don't even know <laughs> what the hell is going on in the story i'd flip through some pages and be like oh there's a quote i could use yeah i could i could spit some bullshit on this like let's go and um that's basically it like i had no aspirations like writing was the farthest thing from the back of my mind that i was going to do um especially as a profession and so how did that transition happen how did one day you were a writer so how did that come about (laughs) (laughs) um it's been a long painful process i think if you were to ask me like i mean like I still don't like, I write and I write a lot, but I mean, as a writer at heart, I still don't consider myself, I don't know, maybe other people view this differently. Like I look at myself and I don't still don't consider myself a good writer. Um, And and I could be off base with that, but I don't, I don't consider myself to be like a, like an exceptional writer. Um, But with all of that, like, I mean, literally I was sitting at home one day and this is, um, we, we moved from Louisiana to, to Texas probably about, eh, about five plus six years ago, somewhere in there. And it was getting around that time of the year and fantasy drafts and, and stuff like that. And so I started like, um, once we moved here, you know, we didn't know a lot of people. We didn't have a lot of friends over here. So it was like, okay, what other kind of hobbies or things like that? My wife and I had always played fantasy football together. Like we used to sit up and watch fan- NFL Fantasy Live together. Um I still remember like we were, we'd sit on the couch and we were talking about players and stuff like that. And, we, and it was one of those nights and my wife was like, you know, you love doing this so much. Like, why don't you, why don't you try to like write something, like do something like that? I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> and I, I, I shrugged her off at the time. And then the more and more I kind of thought about it, I was like, you know what? I mean, whatever, like, why not? Let's try this. Like if I suck at it, I suck at it. And so I went bought I went and bought like the cheapest Chromebook known to man um, and sat down. And I think this was the year this is the yeah, this is the Ty Montgomery year, the year that everybody was Ooh. like, is, is Ty Montgomery a thing or is he not a thing? Right. And I remember the first article that I wrote was talking about. Um, uh, well, the first article I wrote was talking about positional guys. And I remember Julius Thomas's name was in there. Carson Palmer. And the second article I wrote was all of my love list for Ty Montgomery. And I was a massive <laughs> Ty Montgomery fan. And um, I mean, I, I don't know how long of a story you want of like the entire voyage of doing all of this. Um, oh, as much as possible. It's very, <laughs> for real, dude. Like, I know. Uh, okay, so you know I never you. shut up. Well, dude, okay. You No, that's not true. That's not true. I'm sure there's a point when you're sleeping where you're not. <laughs> no, no, I'm just true kidding. Words. Yeah. True words have never spoken. Yeah. <laughs> nah, no. I really want to hear your story because I think it's really cool because I was like there, you know, <laughs> like I was there for the. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was so, so dope to like see the whole thing. That's, you know, so hopefully everybody else will find it as enjoyable as I am right now. Well, and the crazy thing about it, and, and and to give anybody that's listening to this a backstory and stuff like that, I mean, the first time you and I met, I may have like have written like two articles. Mm-hmm. And so to go all the way back to that, we met, um, this was around what fantasy conference in, in Dallas and stuff like that. And yep. um, uh, one sniping a Jameson Crowder later, a bunch of shots yeah. and a few <laughs> drinks later. Um, and it was, it was, uh, us like cussing each other at the table yeah, while we're fun. doing a live draft. That was, yeah. was so awesome. Yeah, it was super um, awesome. That was super awesome. But uh, I mean, like to kind of get back to it, like 
when I first started writing, I, I wrote for a really small site uh, called Fantasy Football 24 um, seven. And, and I got asked by the owner at the time and stuff and which we still talk like on the week weekly right now. And that's one of the great things that I, I love to this day about like about fantasy football and how ingrained it becomes in your life. And not to right. say that like you become assessed, but like the, the, the relationships that you form and all of this stuff. So um, I reached out to him. I got on Twitter and I like, I might've had like, I don't know, like I, I might've been following like three people, like at the time, <laughs> like, all the big, big wigs um, in, in the industry at the time. And I would get on there every now and then like on Sunday mornings for like start sit stuff. And I was like, you know, you do the usual, like I'd throw questions to people and be like, Hey, who do I play? And and never get them answered. And um, after I started like deciding to write for this kind of stuff, like with 24 seven, I got into a few articles and then the owner at the time asked me to come on. And like, he was like, Hey, would you want a podcast? And I was like, I don't even know what the hell that means. Mm -hmm. Like all of that. And so ended up buying a mic, started podcasting, didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, and after doing with that, like I, I got on there, got on like what two episodes and he was like, yeah, you're pretty good. You know? And I was like, really? And he was like, well, not really but you could get better. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, you know, as long as I don't suck too, too bad, like you'll let me just talk. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're good enough. And so I podcasted with, um, started doing podcasts and we started doing it like for, um, on weekly and we built up a, a team and stuff. And before I knew it, um, he sold draft kits on the side. I was helping him run the site. I was editing, I was podcast editing. Um, I was helping run a team of like our, our writers at the time. Like I think it was like eight to 10 guys who a lot of them are still active in the industry. And I still talk to, to this day. Um, we were all writing and stuff like that. And we, we got picked up. We were with uh, the Locked On Network, uh, which I think Brian Williamson and everybody like that is doing all the Dynasty stuff nowadays. But we were doing the the, the redraft-focused podcast. We did that for about a year. It was me, Willie, Ethan Turner um, doing that for about a good season. And I was writing for a lot of different places at the time. I mean, I was doing stuff with 24-7. And I was also writing. Um, I got hooked up with Matt Kelly. I wrote a few articles for Roto Underworld. Um I was with JJ over in number fire for a hot minute. Although um, I, I ended up like um, on the random, um, a, a close friend or at least an acquaintance between the two of us. So my, my buddy Willie that ran 24 seven was um, buddies with a guy named Elliot Chris. And he, they were in a bunch of leagues and, and, you know, I'd always see like Elliot's tweets about like how like my, my buddy Willie was like just fleecing him in trades. And so, um, I happened to be on Twitter going up and down the timeline one day and Elliot threw it out there. He was like, you know, I got some big stuff in the works and, and I got something going on. And I just slid up into his DMS because throughout all of this, like even through writing and, and being on people's podcasts, like, I mean, people talk about this in the space so freaking much about networking and, and about like the relationships that you kind of build and kind of where that takes you, you know, like, I, I used to like get up on Twitter when I, whenever I first started doing it and I would just kind of like mingle through people's like bigger accounts and people that were like in the industry. And if their DMS were open, like I remember like that's how the first ever time I got on Sirius was like, I just like bugged one of the hosts and I was like, Hey, I was like, if you ever need a guest <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's great. He's just going to ignore me. He's going to see this, he's going to delete it. And 
Uh, but it's really true. So I slid up into Elliot's DMs and I was like, look, I was like, you know, whatever you got going on in the works, like I know you've been doing this stuff. And I'd been following Elliot for a while. And I was like, you know, you work hard, man. I was like, whatever you got going on, you definitely deserve. Like, it's awesome. And he's like, well, you know, I'm actually kind of looking for some writers. And I was like, oh, really? Well, um, so anybody? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. He's like, well, send me over some of your work. And I sent him over. I think it was like a dynasty piece I wrote on Alvin Kamara. And this was back when everyone, we were all on the, the fade Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara beat <laughs> his rookie season train and stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah. And so I had written a long uh, soliloquy about that. And so I sent it over to him and he's like, yeah, he's like, look, no, come right. And he's like, I'm starting up the site. I'm starting up like this DFS site. Um, it's going to be a startup. You know, I'm not going to like be able to pay you much just like per article, what have you. And I was like, look, I don't care, man. I just, I want to keep growing and all this kind of stuff and see where it takes me. It probably takes me nowhere. I'm probably just going to end up like writing and making beer money out of this. Or, or I don't even know why. I always use that saying. I don't even <laughs> drink beer. I don't like beer. Like man, I should just like change that to whiskey money because that, whiskey money. that actually means something. Yeah. And I was like, I'm probably just going to keep making whiskey money out of this. And um, at the time the site he start or he was working for and he was running was, was the quant edge. And so I got in with that and I was like, and the more we kind of got into it, I was like, dude, I was like, this is a DFS site. You do realize I don't know a damn thing about DFS. <laughs> and this was like three years ago. And he's like, yeah. no, that's, that that's fine. I don't care if you know anything about DFS, you know, like I want you to come do some redraft stuff, do some matchup stuff. And we'll just kind of see what's up. Mm -hmm. And so from there, the longer and longer that I was doing it and I would base, I never say no to anything at all. Mm -hmm. Like up into the detriment of like, I would like not sleep. I'd sleep three hours. I would do podcasts for whether it was with TQE or other places. I would do podcasts on my lunch hour at work. Um, and it was just one thing after another. And um, after TQE, kind of changed the direction they wanted to go and stuff like that. I was just kind of out on my own. I was like, man, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do now. You know, I, I, I'd applied a few different places trying to get my foot in the door and, and do this, like, try, I don't know, trying to make this and forge into a career. And I was like, it's never really going to happen, man. You know, I'm just barking up the, the never ending tree of ne never going to happen. And um, a bunch of stuff happened in my personal life, like with jobs and stuff like that. Um, ended up like out of work for about six months, um, six, six, eight months, didn't have a job. And, and really we were just kind of, you know, it was hard times. And I remember talking to Elliot and stuff like that. He's like, look, I got something in the works and he's like, just, just be patient. Just try to float the boat. I ended up getting a, um, uh, for everybody that doesn't know, they probably don't. I mean, um, my actual profession, well, my profession before I was started doing all of this, was as a nurse for about 12 years. Um, I did pediatrics. I worked for St. Jude for about 12 years um, before getting into writing and um, got a stay at home uh, call call center nurse job and did that. And then FTN launched and well, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> I remember when uh, TQE, I can't even say it now. It's a, that is a tongue twister. Mm -hmm. <laughs> TQE. <laughs> it really is. Um, especially if you've been drinking. Um, but I remember when it launched and how like it seemed like the community was like really behind it and it was getting retweeted everywhere. It was getting, you know, posted everywhere. And 
how important do you think social media is in in being instrumental to these sites like that and you know like FTN and everything else how how important is this social media that we have going on right now I mean I I, I think it's integral I mean and especially like all the different like types of social media that that are out there nowadays versus like our own little Twitter bubble you know like yeah um I mean obviously you know, Twitter's a great source for NFL stuff, whether it's like just content and things of that nature, but social media in general, I mean, that's really the lifeblood of a lot of different like companies, especially like what, what we do as a startup, you know, and getting your name out there and trying to like, whether it's SEO wise and things of that nature. And it's without social media, I mean, I, I, I can't even imagine if you were to take this back 20, 25 years or something like that, like, you know, like people are like doing that you know you had the first apps and stuff like that for yep. fantasy football um or people weren't even doing that they were tracking stats based off of box scores and what have you like and trying to figure out oh my god like if people were playing this back then or even in the infancy of like sites like Roto world and stuff like that like how are people finding out about this without social media you know i mean mm-hmm. you know casey i mean shoot we see sites like pop up every other day and stuff like that. that's mm-hmm. not a bad thing no but like I think like in in the social media age, it allows so much of like people to, I mean, just think about where, where, where the industry has gone since like you and I started talking like five years ago. Like yeah. um, there are so many more sites. There's so many more content creators now, mm-hmm. you know, and so many more outlets where people like it's so easy to get into doing all this stuff versus like 10 to 15 years ago. Yeah. I mean, that had to be extremely extremely hard so just from a site perspective or a content creator perspective it's a lot easier to get your foot in the door now is it hard to like get where you're doing it as a profession yeah i mean that's that's hard but i mean like there's something to be said for if you're able to get your foot in the door easier and you work your ass off is that road more difficult or is it easier than say 15 years ago i mean i don't know i could see it both ways right do you (laughs) Do you know how you even came across fantasy football Twitter? Do you remember that? Um, the only reason I ever made a Twitter account was because we were watching NFL Fantasy Live, and they were like, "Hey, so you could tweet at us like whatever kind of pick." Like, um, I remember it was Adam ranked. It was Adam ranked, oh, okay. and, and, and the whole like that helps no one segment. And that was <laughs> oh, the yeah. entire reason I made a Twitter account. Okay. So like. I could just sit here and tweet the hashtag and stuff like that, like way, way back in the day. Past that, I would not even have a Twitter account, probably. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had a Twitter account before, like, it became a thing. So, like, to see it go from just me being on there, just talking to my friends and stuff, to being, like, something that we can really sit down and talk fantasy football, of all things, you know, with a group of people that I don't really know. But, you know, <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. And And, you know when you first started out and you started writing, I know that you were talking about high school and how, you know, wasn't, wasn't writing wasn't really your thing, you know, growing up. Um, when you first started writing, was were you just writing what you wanted to write or were you being given topics to write about? What was the process there? Um, well, it was dependent on the site. Like when I mm-hmm. first started writing, I mean, it really was write whatever you want to. And then the more I kind of got into it and you go to different sites and stuff like that, whether they had like a spreadsheet out there and it was like, Hey, you could pick this. And if you want to write about this, that's cool. If you want to pitch us a topic, if we think it's good, then that's cool too, you know, but like, and that was 
one of the first ways I got introduced to that was when um, I, I wrote for Matt Kelly and he would send out emails and it was like, here's the ideas. You can either grab one of these or you can pitch me an idea. And if I think it's any good, then run with it. And I remember the first article that I wrote for him was um, it was a comparison on Jameis Winston and Blake Bortles. And I think at the time Jameis Winston was being talked about as like a top five dynasty quarterback. And I was like, these guys are pretty freaking similar. Everybody looks at them in a totally different light. Like everybody hates Blake Bortles <laughs> and they freaking love Jameis Winston. And um, it was one of the first articles where I literally like I, that I pitched and I was like, hey, is this good? And they were like, yeah, that's, this is good. Go ahead, run, run with it. Um, so, I mean, it's really a lot of it's been dependent upon site. I mean, I think like there is some structure about like, the usual type of content ideas and stuff like that. But there is freedom. Even nowadays, there's freedom to me to be able to kind of do whatever I want as long as like, you know, I mean, there's a little bit of, okay, is that a good idea? And, right. and kind of like that entire process of, okay, do you think this is a good idea? I think it's a good idea. Why do you think it's not a good idea? So um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's a little bit of both. And do you have any sort of process now that you do in order to write your articles, any sort of, you know, routine or, how you stay organized to do that? Cool. Um, I mean, everybody's kind of got their go-to sites. I mean, in case, you know, when you're writing, like you probably got like 10 different websites, um, different things that you're kind of analyzing with, depending on what you're writing about the kind of like your go-to stats and, and the way that you look at it. Um, I'd say it's, it's definitely changed for me and evolved over the last five years. I mean, and that's one of the things that I've tried to continue to, to work on and to learn um, is that there's always something else, a different nuance and a different statistic, whether it's floating out there and whether you want to use it or you think it has merit or validity or not, there's just always a different way to kind of look at the game. And that's something that like the more I, the longer I've written and trying to evolve some of that process, like not only, looking at something from as a high level as, oh, here's, here's so many fantasy points somebody scored. But like, <laughs> um, for me, my whole process has been more matchup based. Like a lot of what I write, um, if it, if it's based off of that week and we're in in season mode, a lot of it's based off of like, how does this team match up with this team? And so whether you're getting into like pace and matchups and defenses and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, as far as my process, like it, it's fantasy, but it's a lot of like I, I, I shade that toward like, I don't know, like the nuts and bolts of NFL and like how these teams actually are going to try to defeat each other on a weekly basis. Like if this team is going to pick apart this other team, OK, what are the weak spots that they can do that at? Now, that doesn't always follow suit, but when it does, hey, you win some money. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of advice do you have for people who are wanting to start out writing? What's something that you think they could benefit from focusing more on? How about that? Um, well, I, I can tell you that I'm not going to sit here and say all the buzzwords in the, in the industry right now. Um, I mean, what are all these good words that everybody uses on a daily basis? Oh, be positive. Um, oh, network. <laughs> Oh, um, do something that nobody else is doing. Um, create your own path. 
like all this different stuff. And I'm not oh. saying it's wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It just I'm sounds not, like motivational posters that are hanging up in the I, guidance. I know. <laughs> I feel like some of this stuff needs to be like put up in posters and framed on your wall in your office. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, it's the same recycled stuff. And I'm not saying yeah. that it's wrong on the yeah. surface. But anybody that really wants to get into trying to do this and like from my perspective, like I'm, I'm a mid thirties dude that just decided like, okay, I'm going to hop from being in the medical profession to one day I'm going to start writing and now I'm going to write. And that's what I do as a living. Like that sounds so insane. Like that sounds insane even for me to even say it out loud still. Like I pinch myself and I'm like, Oh, that's not even real. Like there's no way. (laughs) Like, so like when, and, and I've talked to people like, I mean, even now, like, I, 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 I will never go out there. And you don't see any kind of tweets of, from me in the space where it says like, "Here's how you make it. Here's how to make it." <laughs> like, I don't think I've made it. Like, the hell with that stuff. Like, but if people want to know how do you get into this and you're able mm-hmm. to do it or grow yourself as a brand or be able to secure a job to where you can actually do this. Mm-hmm. And call it your job. Right. I mean, for me in the space, I would say the two things that I could possibly give somebody is to either be niche or be multiple. And I know, like, I know that sounds really, really vague, but like the way that the space is going, mm-hmm. it's either you need to be able to do a lot of different tasks. And if a, if a place is going to say, okay, we we want to bring you on we're going to hire you we want you know this is what we want you to do the fact of if you're able to edit videos if you're able to edit audio if you're able to be somebody that that can not only produce content from a written perspective but video and audio you could do radio you could do so like in multi Mm -hmm. like saying i'm being multiple like really if somebody were to say okay cast the net how wide does the net go and the wider you can make the net and and the better that you could be at making that net wide. So like I play redraft, I play dynasty. I might not be the best and sharpest and smartest freaking person in the room, but I might, I can still procreate good content in all these different avenues. Like, right. You know, I might not be, be the best damn best ball player out there, but that's fine. Like right. if I could say I, I, I'm pretty good or I can create good content at it, then that's cool. You know, mm-hmm. so I'd say for people trying to get into this, be multiple, like learn as many damn skills and that you could put in your tool belt to make yourself like be the best analyst or a writer or whatever right. that you could be in this space. Content creator. There, there's the word. Yeah. <laughs> and or be niche. Like yeah. as the space is getting bigger and you see these things that are, that are like growing in popularity, whether that's dynasty, whether that's betting, whether that's DFS, mm-hmm. it's, if you're not really, really, really good at like a lot of things that be really damn good at one or maybe two things. And if you're that really good at these niche things, as they're growing in popularity, as are industry is evolving and continuing to grow because it still hasn't maxed out. There's mm-hmm. still so much more that this industry can sit here and grow into. Right. Like in that instance, if you're a niche content creator and dynasty just takes off to the damn moon, if you're one of the best dynasty minds out there, then boom, there you go. There's your Avenue or mm-hmm. like, 
something that's still growing in popularity. Like with, um, I mean, with the rise of better platforms like Underdog and what have you, and they, there's still other platforms around there like FFPC and stuff like that. Best Ball is still mm-hmm. an avenue that like, I mean, there's content out there. There's just not like, you don't see people that say, okay, I specialize. There's like a handful of people that say I specialize in best ball. And they're really, really, really freaking good at what they do. You know? So I'd say it's either be multiple or be niche. That's the best I could say. And and that's an excellent answer. I've been thinking more and more about the whole, like, you know, more and, you know, more and more the multiple thing, like you were saying, because for, I, I know that my mindset was like this for a while that like, oh, to be somebody important in the fantasy football industry, you have to be in front of the camera or you have to be behind the microphone. But there's mul- there's tons of things you can do in the industry. Yeah. Like you were saying, editing, you know, you could. There's jobs. There's jobs out there. They might not always be full time jobs, but like if you want if you feel like there's only one way to go, there's not. So that's great advice. Um When did you start playing Dynasty? Because you were a redraft guy first, right? Yeah, I was a redraft guy first. I got into the spaces um, doing all redraft, and I got hooked onto Dynasty 2017, 2017, 2018. Yeah, it was 2017, I want to say, was the first year that I played Dynasty. And the reason that I know that is because, Casey, we all have bad Dynasty trades that we make. There's yeah. Dynasty trade, especially <laughs> when you first start playing Dynasty, you oh, don't know what bad. the hell you're doing. <laughs> and you're bad. like, well, yeah, I mean, I'll trade this guy for this guy. And the reason that I remember it, and, and I have no qualms about airing any of my dirty laundry. <laughs> um, I still got tweets out there about like just bad damn takes. And that's fine, man. Like that, that's all yeah. good. That can all live there. But right. the reason that I'll bring it all up is that I remember it was 2017 that I started playing Dynasty or shortly before that because one of the first startups that I was in, um, right after we finished the startup draft, I ended up trading. And this is right. This is the, the first year that Sean McVay, I think that, that was 2017 was the first year Sean McVay was there, right? With the Rams? Um, if not, then I'm, I'm it's quote, right totally. There. I think it is. But if not, then I'm right totally there. quoting the wrong year. Um, <laughs> but, but, it was the first year Sean McVay was with the Rams, and I traded Todd Gurley. Um, oh, God, this is painfully even to say. I traded Todd Gurley at the time for Sammy Watkins and Amir Abdullah. Oh, okay. And then I got to watch Todd Gurley go off oh. the next two to three seasons and <laughs> Just get it rubbed in my face. So that will always stick with me. Uh, uh, that was the time that I started playing Dynasty uh, because of that wretched, wretched trade that I will never live down. I I think my first really bad trade involved Sammy Watkins, me getting Sammy Watkins. I think I gave oh. up like something with the first and I don't know. Oh, like, Sammy. It was just like, oh my God, what did I do? And I was getting Sammy, like... Sammy's hurt me in multiple <sighs> years. Sammy hurt me when we went to the Rams. Sammy hurt me when we went to the Chiefs. Sammy, Sammy hurt me when he was with the Bills. Sammy just hurt me a lot. <laughs> well, I'll tell you about a player that hasn't really hurt you that much. So I was to do research, quote unquote, for this podcast. I went and looked back at old DMs between us because they go back oh. to like 2017, buddy. Those ought to be interesting. So, well, okay. So here's, 
So here's just here's the player that I was talking about. So on 7 17 2017, Derek mm-hmm. Derek says, You told oh, I told you on George Kittle that I needed to know if I should draft George Kittle. Okay. And oh. you told me, you told me, yes, I should pick him up because he's a metric monster. He will be legit this season. This he could be this year's Jordan Cameron. anyway i didn't end up getting him like he went like right before i i drafted so that's uh, hey i love it because i I remember that year because george kittle was going in the third round of rookie dynasty third or fourth that was the year of uh kenny galladay and stuff too because i remember getting a ton of kenny galladay i want to say that was the cooper cup year too um that was a good year in rookie drafts casey i love that year (laughs) it was a pretty pretty dope year Oh, here's an here's another fun year is okay, so you wanted Crowder 723 mm-hmm. 2017 willing to trade Crowder question mark. Anyway, then you were also BTW, I still need Crowder in my life. Ha. <laughs> like the James and Crowder love will never go away, man. For him. So then you were like I would give <laughs> West and Dixon for Crowder. That's Ooh. what you told me. And I'm like, boy, please. No, I was kidding. No, this is what I said. I said, yo, I'll give you Crowder for Abdullah. Oh, man. My, my Abdullah like, love nah. must have been strong. No, you, you did. I don't, I don't, did I give it to, I don't even know what happened. I really don't know. Jamison Crowder, like, we, that's always going to be our. Oh, uh, that, that, that's our player, definitely. Because, uh, yeah, to, to, to bring it all back, yeah, to, to circle crazy. this back around. That night at the bar and stuff like that. That was the guy you sniped me. You sniped me on Jamison Crowder. I what know. You? you took him in like the seventh or you. Round and I was like, I almost spit out my drink. And I was like, no! Oh, yeah. because yeah, That was my dude, too. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I was like, uh, if there's one thing I'm going to remember from this night after all these shots, it's going to be Derek going crazy about Jamison Crowder. So. I lost Always my fun. mind. Well, you know, <laughs> that that's for another podcast. That's not for this podcast. We're just trying to talk about the positives in life, but no. Um, so when you did start podcasting for the very first time, what was that experience like, like and what was going through your head before you started? Oh, God. Don't say something dumb. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't say um 15 times. I remember when I first started podcasting, I used to, um, my desk was set up against a wall and... It was the most awkward feeling in the world because at the time, I mean, you're sitting there talking to somebody else like you're on the phone, but you're not. Mm-hmm. You're going back and forth. And I remember just staring at a wall. I was just sitting here like, like blah, 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 <laughs> blah. As I'm just staring at a wall, like I'm having a conversation with somebody sitting across from me. And I used to put up these signs because um, I was a masochist back then. I'd, li- I'd listen back to my own stuff and... The idea was not because I, I hated the Santa Mom voice, still do. Um, but I would listen back to it because I was like, all right, I want to get better at this. So what did I suck at? What can I do better? And I used to, I, I would make up a long list and I would put on this wall in front of me, I would literally, I had, I had a dry erase board and I put, don't say the word, um, dummy. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I would put it like in huge red letters or I'd be like, don't say, uh, what was the other big thing? Um, and it's not even close. Uh, I would put all these different words and things that were either catchphrases that were popular 
or stuff that I'd listened back to. And I was like, oh my God, don't say that. Like, why do you keep saying that? Why do you use that word 17 times? Why do you say um after every freaking sentence? <laughs> and uh, that was one of the big, <laughs> so for, when I first started podcasting, that was one of the biggest things that I, I remember about it at the time. And <laughs> having a co-host, how was that versus if you were just podcasting on your own? Whew. Uh, when I was starting or even now? Just whichever one you want to go with. Or, I mean, if you have a... I mean, like, with... We're here I, all night. I mean, no. either one of them, it's... It, doing a solo pod, because I've done some solo pods even since we we I've been with FTN and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they could be a weird animal. It's a totally different beast than doing something with a co-host and you got somebody, like, to bounce stuff off of and there's a natural chemistry and things of that nature or just creating a good conversation when you're solo riding, like you're literally like somebody's just listening to you talk and you're sitting here laughing at your own jokes or yeah, right. do I, am I not supposed to laugh at my own jokes? I don't know what, you know, what's worse right now. Cause it was the worst dad joke in the world. Um, <laughs> I, they're, they're really, really different animals and stuff. So I think like getting reps doing both of them is important because they're different and, and it feels weird, especially if you're used to talking to somebody and having a co-host just sitting there going through stuff. Like I, even now when I do them, I feel like if I were to listen back to them, I feel like I'm almost like a damn auctioneer. Like people want to listen to podcasts on one and a half and, and two times speed. I almost kind of feel like when I've done solo ones, I just naturally talk faster because I'm not waiting for somebody else to get finished talking so I can talk again. So Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I mean, I can talk all the damn time. I can just talk and 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 talk. And I never like, and I just like go so fast. So I'm like, Jeez, man! Somebody listens to this on like two X. They're I'm gonna sound like a freaking chipmunk. I'm gonna be like one at four X, six X speed. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so they, I think it's just doing reps and getting yeah. used to them because they're very, very different. Mm-hmm. And what about when you guest on people's podcast? How was that experience? <laughs> <laughs> um, no two are the same. Yeah. Um, you will get on some podcasts and things are really awkward and it's like, I don't know when to talk. Do I talk? Do you talk? It's like that moment at a Star Wars. It's like, do you talk first? Do I talk first? Which one happens? Um, <laughs> and there are other ones where you'll you'll sit down with people and chop it up and it's just it's just chemistry. Like you're just you're just free flowing and stuff like that. And those are fun, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. for me, I, I love guesting on podcasts. I, I I will never say I don't care if somebody's got Two listeners. I don't care if it's if it's a twelve year old that just started a fantasy football podcast. Like, want to talk football? Yeah. You know, whatever, man. Like, I I will talk football with anybody anytime. It does not matter it, it who it is or the size of the podcast or anything like that. It doesn't matter, man. Like, I I love talking football, and so even now, like, I I still remember the, some of the first places that I even guessed for or I even sat down to talk football with different people, the open bar being one of those. Yeah. And I remember how feeling just at the time and still even now, how I felt like lucky that somebody gave a shit enough to sit here and listen to me talk about football, that they wanted to listen to me ramble on about it. That I was like, man, I'll I'll never turn that kind of stuff down ever. Exactly. (laughs) I'm, I'm, how do you manage? Because I find myself having a problem with saying no to like guesting on people's podcasts <laughs> or like not, not even no, because it's usually like, you know, Oh, I can't, I'll do it at some other point and then I'll forget about mm-hmm. it or whatever. 
how how do you manage to keep yourself from spreading yourself too thin and and you know <laughs> the real answer um is i i i don't i still struggle yeah. with that um i i struggle with still and it's not saying yes all the time i struggle mm-hmm. with really spreading myself too thin even even today you know like yeah. um some of that is you know whether that's just wanting to to do a good job at whatever i'm doing you know like i have a really hard time turn like flipping the switch and turning it off um that's something i really really struggled with um whether it was guesting on podcasts or um just knowing when enough is enough you know after this i mean this is my first full season doing this in a full-time fashion and there were times where like, I mean, towards the end of the year, I, w- I was just, I was beat because mm-hmm. like, and it, it, it was not, it was a lot of it's my own doing. A lot of it's just not knowing when to say no or not wanting to turn something down or, or, you know, I mean, I, I'd say over the off season, I've gotten a little bit better about it because I've, I'm trying, I'm really, and I'm still not good at it, but for the life of me, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to have a better work-life balance between doing all of this and saying yes and still getting time with my kids and my family and stuff like that. You know, I mean, I, um, so I really, I, I don't have a good answer about how to do that, Casey, because I still suck at it. Like I, I still say yes to basically like, I mean, if I, if I ever, if somebody ever get is listening to this and I've ever said no to you, it's literally because I couldn't make it work. Yeah. Um, because I couldn't, I couldn't flip things around or I had stuff that I couldn't move with my family or Mm -hmm. I couldn't go off of three hours of sleep or whatever. Like even to this day, like if somebody asked me to come on a podcast, the only time I say no is when I legit cannot make it work. So if anybody's looking for a better answer out of me, like I don't, I don't have the secret sauce about it. The work life balance. I suck ass at that. I'm terrible at it. (laughs) I'm I'm not very good at it either, and I've I've realized that during this pandemic, my wife being at home for work has changed my motivation to want to like put out as much content as possible because I'd rather be spending time with her, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that like if I was doing this podcast and writing and everything while she was you know out of town, then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wouldn't feel yeah, it'd be bad, easier because you're like you're like oh she's gone it's all good I can I'd be it. sitting here with the dogs and yeah. and I'd be watching Netflix like no be big fun, deal. right right yeah. but you know that just that so I'm glad that you were honest and real there because yeah like there's not really a good answer to that nobody's ever I don't think anybody's come up with a really good answer not good. And that it's like your answer was really bad. I'm just saying like there's not no 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 I, I, I mean like and I think that that, that that's. And, and from other people that I've talked to in the space yeah. and stuff like that, like, I remember when I first, like, when I was considering on, like, accepting a position and getting into all, doing all of this, like, I reached yeah. out to other people, like, I, you know, I've, I've, like, got close enough relationships with people that, like, I've reached out to the people in the industry, and I was like, hey, look, like, I know you, you, you made this transition as well. Like, what yeah. all did you kind of consider when you did this and stuff like that? And there was a lot of people that were like, mm-hmm. look, like, like as much work as you think this is on the outside, when you're doing this from a part-time basis and you're balancing work and life and things like that, doing this from a full-time aspect, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just as much work. I mean, sometimes even more, you know? And so they're like, I don't have a really good answer for you about work-life balance, you know? So, I mean, I think that's something that's consistent across our industry 
you know, and we all we always talk about the grind and the grind and the grind is real and uh, the grind. Right. And it's like, I mean, there's a reason that 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 that, that saying floats too, through our damn industry is because you got a lot of people that that like, I mean, personally, I can tell you, I, I have a hard time knowing when to turn the damn off switch on, you know, like yeah. I, I have a hard time with it. Yeah, I'm at that point where like I have my highs and, and lows with everything where I'm like, I can balance all this stuff. And then some days I'm like, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? You know, it's like there's yeah. so much on my plate right now. And it's really not that bad, but like, like I can't say no. So I end up double booking this day or doing that. And then it just kind of spitballs and gets out of control. <laughs> I can't handle it. But um, how do you, when, when you're, I want to go back to uh, being in the fantasy industry full time. You were mm -hmm. a free, you were a free agent for a while. Uh, there was a, a point in time where you were in between. How, how was that process of getting to where you are now working full time when at one point, you know, you're, you were out here searching for a place. So how was that whole process? Um, really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, in the sense that, and, and I, I, I never, I guess, like up until that point realized that more people actually read my stuff. Yeah. And, and I know that sounds like conceited, but like, or whatever. And it's like, I, I, I mean, you put content out there and stuff like that. And I'm like, like what validity, like, unless you're looking at the analytics of whatever the hell you're doing, you know what I mean? If you don't have right. that kind of look behind the curtain, you know, you write articles, you do podcasts, or you go guest on stuff or whatever. And you're like, I don't know if anybody's actually listening to this. I don't know if anybody's actually reading what the hell I'm sitting here pouring in these hours to do. Like the re I stayed up to 3 a.m. writing this <laughs> article. I don't know if anybody really gives a crap, you know? And it wasn't until after leaving TQE that like I, I was getting random emails from places or people would just like randomly DM me and they're like, hey, do you want to come ride? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And um, actually like, entertaining like offers or having conference calls with people and being like, Hey, do you want to come do this? And I was like, good gosh. Like I never had a point where I was like, okay, um, hold on. I've actually got to talk to this other person next week. So can we talk later or can we talk on this day? It was a really, really weird, um, time because I, I I mean, to be honest, I was like, I didn't think that many people actually gave a crap about it. What I was writing. So um, it was really interesting, I guess, like eye-opening about it because, you know, like, I mean, like all the articles that you write for the ballers and every place that you do stuff, mm -hmm. Casey, or like people reach out to you, you know, like they're like, hey, I love this podcast, which by the way, this podcast is freaking awesome. You're doing a kick-ass job at this. Oh, I appreciate um, that. <laughs> like, do, I mean, does it ever kind of throw you off when people are like, they'll slap in your DMs or something like that? And they're like, I love the podcast. Like that was yeah. freaking awesome. It's, you know, it's like weird. It's it was like, really unsettling awesome, for me, though. but I don't know if everybody but feels weird. like it. Do you feel you know? like that? So at first I was like, okay, I did. I was like, okay, I'm doing this podcast. I have no idea what I'm doing. I put it out and was just hoping people weren't just saying like, oh yeah, I like it. And I'm checking it out, you know, because you know, you know, you don't know. Well, you get those like, responses you know? from people too. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, it sounds really, out. really good. Like you're it. like, you yeah. didn't listen to it. Yeah. That episode sucked. You don't know yeah, what you're you talking about. You don't know about. what you're talking about. You read my articles too, right? No. But like, 
it was really cool when people would like bring up specific parts of podcasts yeah. that, I, that I put out because I'm like, okay, so you did listen. So that's so cool. And then like, it's just gotten bigger and bigger, like with like Matthew Berry taking clips from it and stuff. It was like people reaching out. Oh my God. You know? So it feels weird though, because I'm not used to like having people do that. It's a weird thing to have somebody reach I know, out to it's, you. It's like, like, I appreciate it's unsettling, it than, man. I appreciate it more than anything. In fact, I did ask yeah. the other day. I was like, if you listen to it, just, like, let me know that, like, if there's anything that I can work on or if you, you know, whatever. And the people reached out. And I was like, obviously, I asked for it. What was I expecting? You know, <laughs> people are telling me, yeah, I do. So it's just a surreal feeling. I don't know. It, it always reminds me of like, like, cause you're asking about like what happened to all that and, yeah. and, and things like that, or people make comments about stuff that, that you do in the space. And it's like, it always reminds me and though I can't describe it any better than this is, is when you were little and people gave you birthday presents mm -hmm. and they hand you the birthday present and then you open the birthday present in front of like 15 people in, in the same room. For me, that was always the most awkward as hell feeling. <laughs> I hated that feeling. Like yeah. even like I, even as a mid 30 year old person, like at mm -hmm. Christmas, I hate that feeling. Like, cause you just kind of feel like you're like, okay, do I smile? Do I, cool. It's, it's, it's just weird, man. Like I, I don't, it's the same thing with like people like, you know, toss you comments or they say that like they, they like your work in this space because yeah. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. And then you're like, man, like that's really cool. And it's like, wait, I don't really know how I feel about it. It's kind of awkward. I don't know. It's weird. It, it is. It's a, yeah, it's a weird thing. And, and I know that you've been putting out content for, for a while and I'm sure it doesn't get any, <laughs> it's not any different when you get it now than when you first got it. No, still just uh, as weird. Still, 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 just, still weird. just as weird. Still just as weird. But here you are putting out boss content and, you know, drinking your whiskey and having a good time. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of whiskey, let the, let the listeners know what kind of whiskey, if they are into mm. whiskeys, what should they be looking to? Um, I rotate through a few different um i'm on a big angel's envy kick right now uh which is a really good bourbon um angel's envy basil hayden that's kind of my my two go-to's or if i'm going cheaper um it's wild turkey honey i'll, I'll sip on that all all freaking day um just because it's sweet it's cheap um it's just easy um but uh, the the other stuff like if, if i'm going a little bit um more expensive those are the two kind of go-to's for me Excellent. Um, okay, so I want to go back because I forgot to ask you about this. I want to know yeah. since you said you've been working full time for about a year or so, is that right? Um, how long exactly have you been? July, so whatever the hell that is, nine okay. months. Yeah, okay. nine months. So now, yeah. How has that transition been um, with COVID and everything, having a brand new job and there's a pandemic right there <laughs> while you get a new show. <laughs> um, so I, I, before I transitioned to doing this, um, I was doing uh, call center stuff uh, as a nurse at home, which was weird because um, before that, like I was a floor nurse. I was, I was doing some, some management stuff for um, about 12 years in the nursing profession. So like going from, a people oriented business to working at home. And now I work at home every single day. It's different. I mean, okay. it's really different from when you're working at home and like 
you'll talk to people on Zoom calls. You'll talk to people, uh, you know, via Slack or whatever else and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there's not a lot of like face to face and you're just kind of like in your own shtick, you know, like you're just kind of doing your own thing, you know. I mean, it's it's good. Um, I definitely, um, I I mean, I by nature, I'm a really social person. But then like in some ways, I'm not like I love talking to people and I love having real conversations. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that, like if I'm in a if I'm like in a coffee shop or something like that or, or what have you before all this pandemic stuff, if somebody were like, Hey, I just want to have random small talk about like the color of, of, you know, this um, figurine sitting on the desk. I'd be like, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> like this is the most random, like out there, like, like doesn't matter conversation in the world. Like I'm totally fine. We don't have to have like, random coffee shop small talk because we're standing in line together it's totally cool we could just stand here and enjoy the silence you know so it's it's really it's a weird dichotomy of like i'm a, I'm a social person and i like to be around people versus like i i hate random small talk and um weird places um so like working at home has been cool because like you know you get to talk to whoever you like to mingle with and your friends and your family and stuff like that and plus like you know, you don't make your own schedule, but you have deadlines you got to hit yeah. and things of that nature. So it's it's really, it's different. Like, I remember when I first started doing this and, like, trying to, like, because I can be a little bit ADD and my, my mind kind of just kind of go poof, like, all over the place. And so, like, putting myself on a schedule and, and getting myself organized was really, really big. Um, and something, like, I had to try to get into a rhythm of doing it. Um of being at home and, and I'm not going anywhere for my job. Like I'm not going to an office space to go work. I'm just going to my office. That's right next to my kid's bathroom downstairs. You know, like it was, it was a different setup, but um, after kind of settling into it, it's cool. You know, it's just, it's so, it's definitely, it's definitely a change though. I could definitely say that. And if you, were to talk about something other than fantasy football, what, what's the one thing that you like love talking about more than? Oh gosh, I'm so obsessed <laughs> with music. I yeah. love music. I, I I could I I I I could sit here and talk about rock music and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff for days. Like everybody's got their vices and the things that they will spend way way too much money on. Um, whether that's like for my wife, that's books. That's all the books. You see the books on the shelves yep. behind us? Ain't none of those mine. <laughs> you know, like that that that's her whole thing. Yep. And other people, well, everybody has vices. Some people love poetry. Some people I freaking love music. Um I I, I played guitar for a number of years, but I freaking love music. Um, like I could have a podcast about music. I could write album reviews for music. Yeah. Not that anybody give two shits and want to read them. But like the thing that I could literally dive into and, and just swim in the deep end for would be music. Well, you know, a lot of people are like, nobody's going to read my shit, right? Isn't that how everybody yeah. feels? Yeah, that's <laughs> so true, maybe you, that's true. So maybe you could. <laughs> or yeah, you, can, you can mix the two, you know, like a music fantasy show. But anyway, um, so if you were going to list maybe a song or two, or if there's more that you think people should check out, that's kind of your wheelhouse songs the songs that like are kind of like oh, new songs 
and you can give me more than you know because i could probably list so many <laughs> um okay so nobody unless you really like metal music you're not going to want to listen to this stuff yeah. um i could definitely tell anybody that because um and I, I will fight people on this. Um, I love music with screaming in it. Um, it's just how it is. Like I listen to a lot of stuff. It's called metalcore. People don't know that. That's fine. But a lot of it's like a good, like a mix of like clean vocals and harmonies and screaming at the same time. And if I were to pick out one song that like speaks to me, I actually had the lyrics of this song tattooed on me. Um, <clears throat> it's a band. It's a song called Rose of Sharon. Um, by a band called Kill Switch Engage, which is actually taken out of like the Simpsons show and stuff. Um, that's probably my number one song. And the number two song is actually, and again, um, I have the lyric, one of these lyrics actually tattooed on my body. So um, oh. it's actually a, a matching tattoo that my wife and I got. Um, she, I got the first part of the lyric and she got the second part. And the band is called Times of Grace, um, and the song is called Willing. And um, I don't know if you can actually like see this, but it says, uh, "Though I feel I'm, though I feel I'm lost, um, I have this part of the 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 lyric. She has the end of it. I find my way to you." Um, and we got those tattooed a long time ago. But if I were to pick out two different songs, those those would be the two. Tattoo idea is super dope. How many tattoos do you have? Oh, um, or do you lose count? Whew, uh, I've got <laughs> okay. I've got a, a sleeve down my that extends my entire right arm. I've got one on my chest. I've got one. I've got a spade on my wrist that I got a drunken night in Vegas. Um, I've got another one, and I've got one on my ankle. I got BB-8 on my ankle. Um, so a lot, but a little, you know, yeah. I still got a lot of canvas left to cover. Right on. I, I feel you on that. <laughs> I'm going to have Mike right on too. So I'm going <laughs> to talk to him about his tattoos. Everybody is us and our tattoos. Like, I, I, so if there wasn't like the pandemic and all this kind of stuff. And then, yep. um, my favorite artist, uh, is actually the guy that did, did all the work on my right arm is located in Baton Rouge. Shout out to Mike Williams. The dude is a savant. Love that guy. Um, does fantastic work. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, besides like money or having to travel because he's probably the only person that I will let work on me to this day. Um, because he's, he's just, he's amazing. Um, that I, if I had the money and the time and stuff like that, I'd literally have sleeves on both arms, both legs. Um, I wouldn't have a whole lot of real estate left outside of like, um, I don't see myself ever getting too much tattooed on my face. No face tattoos. Um, be the, no, the, no, no, no face the tats. The fantasy no, no. posting. <laughs> no face tats. Um, and it's not, I don't have anything against them. I just, I, I didn't ever want to tattoo on my thing. face. But like, you know, I mean, would I get one on my neck or something like that? Sure. You know, I mean, but like yeah. I'd have, I'd have a lot of the real estate covered more than I do right now. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, were you a big, or are you, will you be a big uh, live music fan as well? Oh my gosh. Like you see all these different things and it's like, what have you missed since the pandemic? And people are like going out restaurants, blah, 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 blah. Like all the rest of it's white noise, music, man, concerts. I miss mm -hmm. concerts like mm -hmm. so much. 
uh that i mean that's one of my wife and i's like favorite pastime and stuff like going to concerts like just seeing live music I, I think it's just it's one of those experiences that like you you can't really duplicate that like even listening to music you can't duplicate being in a crowd and listening to your favorite band and even if you've heard the song like two right. billion freaking times listening to the first chord of it as you're standing in the crowd like with 200 other people screaming every single word of a song it's a different feeling even if you're screaming it in your damn car, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's a different feeling. I love live music. Were there any concerts that you were planning on going to before the pandemic happened? Yeah, we actually had tickets to a few um, around here, like at uh, at like Gas Monkey and a few other places and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And they ended up getting canceled and stuff. Um, yeah. Just w just when everything hit, I mean. That was one of the things we're like, oh my gosh, man, like we spent all this money and like, the, and the bands are really awesome. The bands are like, you know, like we're going to honor everybody's tickets and stuff like that yeah. and, and things of that nature. And, and I, I, again, like I hate it because as much as like, we're all like, everybody's had their own different slice of hell for yeah. the pandemic and stuff like that. Like I really feel for every single person that, that does music as a profession, yes, you know, sure. like touring and stuff like that. That's like, like I try to still like all my favorite bands, like any mm -hmm. artists that I know and stuff like that. I try to go to their websites, you know? And, 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 and again, I, I'm not a millionaire. I don't make a lot of money. Like, you know, none of us are like, but if you could sit here and buy a shirt throw some type of like buy one piece of their merch and stuff like that. You know, the bands like make a lot of their own money based off of this stuff, like while they're on tour, you know? So like a lot of these, like we're all talking about, like we're all hurting in a different way, man. Like I feel for bands right now because right. like as much as we're all like having to change up things in our lives and our, and our livelihoods and people are struggling, man, like, people that that do one of the the most purest things that are out there like to create live music mm -hmm. and to create your own music i feel like there are like silently some of the people that are struggling the most right now because of this damn pandemic you know so like i i would say like to anybody listening to this if you love music and you love bands out there go buy something go buy a t-shirt go buy a damn koozie mm -hmm. go buy anything from anything. them support the people that you love their music man like that that really really counts for something I'm, yeah, exactly. I've, I've got a lot more Patreon subscriptions to, you know, different bands and, and artists I like right now because they can't tour. Yeah, it's a sucks. I've got 17 freaking hoodies right now. I don't need yeah. any more damn hoodies, but I keep yeah. buying them from bands that I like because well, it helps them. Yes, like, and that's my excuse when my wife asked me why I have so many Same. shirts Same. and hats and stuff. Like, I'm you like, got a bunch of hoodies, and I was out. like, they need help. They need help. Exactly. So, it, you know, it happens. I'm sorry. True, I'm trying though. to be a nice person, but yeah, it is true. It is true. It is true. Um, I know something that you really like that I, I, it's really funny. I think that you should get a sponsorship deal from Grammarly. What's, why do you think Grammarly is so important as something someone should have if, if they're a writer? Um, so Grammarly, come hit me up. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I would love to get my, my, my pro oh, version uh, for free, for um, free. yearly. <laughs> um, no, but for real, like, I, I think it's absolutely essential in this space and to pay up for the damn pro version because yeah. there is a massive, massive, massive difference. And they have curated that thing to the point where it can 
help you with sentence structure. It can help you with, um, I'm so horrible about comma placement. I'm so, maybe yeah. I'm just late. Maybe I'm lazy about it. I don't know. Um, and, and my, my editor, with the hyphens, so. my, my editor still gets on me about things. Shout out to, to Daniel Kelly. I love you, Daniel. Love you so much. Love you, John. Um, I think my, my, my editors and I have a love hate relationship. I love them. Yeah. And, the, and I think that they hate to edit my words. <laughs> um, no, but to be serious, like I love Grammarly. I think it's absolutely essential. Like, especially if you're going to be starting out writing and stuff like that, like, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine writing an article without it. Um, And whether people look at it as a crutch or not, I mean, it's just, it's, it's one of those, we talk about the tools in the basket. Like I feel like that is on par with whatever type of stats or websites or subscriptions that you have to get the information that you put into your articles to form the substance of your articles. Grammarly should be, one of those things that if you're willing to pay for a sub to a site, you should be willing to pay for Grammarly. If you're writing like as right. much as you are, even if you write once a week, it's going to pay for itself. Like it literally does. And I know it sounds like I'm just trying to pitch this. I am not <laughs> sponsored by a Grammarly. I, I have nothing I against them. I brought nothing. it up. Nothing. I'm not paid to see this. He did not well, bring it up. I'm like, the one who asked the hard hitting questions. Like, Coming from like somebody who used to edit people's work to yeah. having to turn in stuff to, to editors now, and they still find stuff that like I can improve on in my work. Grammarly is the end all be like you got to be using right. it, like have to be. Yeah, I w- I'm a big proponent of it as well. I, and I know that you were big on like trying to convince me. <laughs> yeah, are we sure that <laughs> no, but yeah, he um convinced me but i didn't get it until after i started working for the fantasy footballer so i was using the free version and it's just crazy how it's so different and you learn so much more though like i don't make Mm -hmm. as many writing mistakes now as i used to because yep same because you're used to oh being corrected a million times finally okay i'll I'll add a hyphen there i guess um (laughs) but yeah so is there anything else you think uh, resource wise, maybe like an out of the box kind of resource that people could use for either podcasting or for writing something that they think, you know, this isn't being taken advantage enough of. Um, For somebody that listens to a lot of music, like I listen to music the entirety of the time that I write, like okay. morning, night, always. Um, I can't write without listening to music. Um, mm-hmm. One of the, and it's literally $5. Um, if you're still using like corded in, um, because I, I, I write throughout the day. So like, even if I use buds or something like that, like they die after about five hours. Right. You know, so like actual like headphones and stuff like that. If you're using stuff like that, there is an adapter where you can plug in your freaking charger. And then the other side, you plug in your headphones. It's the best damn $5 I've ever spent. (laughs) So like my phone never goes dead. I can listen to music for 12 hours. Like while I'm writing, um, all day, all night, legit the best $5 I have ever spent. And I've, and I say it's $5. Like those things are like four bucks a pop. And I've probably, I've worn out like 30 of them <laughs> um, just because like plug in, plug out, plug in, plug out. And like, I listen to music all day, every day while I'm working. 
So I feel like you're going to get all kinds of sponsorship deals now. Th those guys are going to reach out to you. They're like, we hear you go through them. Here's a lifetime supply of these charger guys. <laughs> Between that and I've got this weird like mid-30s obsession with candles. I love Ooh. Woodwick candles, man. Like I don't Ooh. know why. It's something about like the little crackling as I'm sitting here writing and yeah. stuff like that. Like I'm just like, oh, this is this is glorious. Like. I don't, I, I don't know what about mid-30s me has been like, why? I love candles. And I was joking about this when I was on the open bar the other night. And they were like, I was like, yeah, I got a candle lit. And I was like, I'm not kidding. I'm really sitting here with a candle lit. Like, I'm not lying about it. it I've got this weird thing about candles going out. on now. Hey, man, if it helps. I, I need all the help <laughs> I can get because I feel like it takes me like – forever to write an article like people will be like oh yeah putting them out and i'm like okay well mine will be out uh i don't know why it's going so slow my wife's like how long are you gonna be writing i'm like i don't know like give her an hour i'll only be up there an hour i'll edit it you know blah 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 yeah right three hours later i'm still up here and i'm getting <laughs> you know so it's yeah so yeah I'm, I'm faster than i used to be but writing definitely right. takes longer than like even preparing for a podcast or stuff like that or preparing for a video. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like I, I can, I can prep for any one of those and about half the time that, I, that it takes me to write up like a full game or like a DFS slate or something like that. That takes a long time for me. When <laughs> I want to ask you about music that you listen to when you're writing, cause I have mm -hmm. a hard time. So, but I always, I always, but when I'm like at work, I can listen to music, but when I'm writing for some reason, I just can't do it. But what kind of music do you personally listen to? What is that? What are the, you know, genres, jams that you listen to? Is it the same kind of music? Because always as um, you're screaming and you're writing music. <laughs> so I, I, I used to listen to like, I'll, I'll listen to a lot of my same kind of stuff or I'll put my phone on shuffle and stuff like I would mm -hmm. get a good mix. Um, I'd say if I'm if I'm picking two things, and right now one one of these is new, and and another one is like a good old standby. Um, I will listen to any type of rock under the sun, and it doesn't matter if people want to talk about okay, this is metal or this is radio, this is whatever. Um, I don't. I uh, the the only thing I will I will not listen to Nickelback. Hell no. Um, but <laughs> um, I will listen good to name. a shit ton of Breaking Benjamin, and um. It's something about whether it's his voice, the flow of the songs. Um, it's heavy. It, it kind of keeps me awake um, if it's like 2, 3 a.m. and stuff like that. But it's not enough to where it deters me or like or um, to where I lose focus while I'm writing. So I listen to that. And there's also um, a YouTube guy. And I forget I forget the name off the top of my head. Um, but he literally has an entire YouTube page devoted to piano covers Okay. of metal songs so like he has taken like all these like like metalcore songs by bands that i love from like early 2000s mid 2000s and there is like this whole catalog of like 50 piano renditions of it and that's been something new for me like because i've never been a huge fan of piano and stuff like that like liked it whenever it was like thrown into the mix like with other elements and other songs mm -hmm. but that's been something that's been new for me, like when I've been writing and stuff and I, and it, it's kind of thrown me off that I love it so much, but mm -hmm. uh, between that and my, and my candle in my mid thirties, I, I kind of get like this like nice little safe space when I'm writing, but I don't know. Like, um, so yeah, the piano covers by, and I'm, I'm blanking on this man's name, dear God. 
Um, I don't want to butcher his name, hey. but I can't remember it for the life of me. I'll look it up. I'll put it in the in the show notes, as the cats say. If you check the bottom down there, wherever the show notes are, maybe. But it, anyway, you'll find it. Uh, <laughs> um, while you're looking that up, though, I just wanted to touch on. Um, well, first, Sean, wanna, Sean Townsend. Got it. See, that's I tried the man. to stall and I couldn't do it. Sean Townsend. <laughs> Sean Townsend. Him. Okay. There we go. Yes. Well, I, I do like those covers. You know, like Bridgerton started putting piano covers of, and then all the ladies went mm -hmm. crazy i'm sure for the music not for <laughs> anything else um so during this last crazy year or so uh, ha having kids and and having a family how has your life with family changed during this time period it's um every day is a new adventure with it um because one day um, with all the, the pandemic stuff, I mean, one of these days, like I could be like trying to like work at home and then trying to teach my kids like, and check off their assignments and helping my daughter write an essay while I'm writing my own article myself, you know, yeah. um, versus like, we used to be a family that was on the go, like go, 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 go. Like our kids had like 15 different activities. All of our weekends were nothing but sports filled. And we were going to this, we we're going to that. And um, some of that obviously is a, it's different now. Um, I, the one thing I can say, and, and one of the things that, that I'm, I don't want to say that I'm thankful for this pandemic, but I'm really, really thankful for what that I had the opportunity to do as a profession now I could say one of these things, one of the things that's happened since the pandemic is that in changing what I do on a daily basis over the last nine months, um, and this might be too real, I don't know, but changing and giving, having the opportunity to do something that I really love, like I was miserable for a long, long time in, in my, my work. I got into a point where I hated my job and it was like a really dark place man like just like i probably should have been on like antidepressants and things like that like um and then i went through like six six months of being out of work before the pandemic hit and everything like that but like one of the things and and, and it's it's weird that like the two things have kind of coincided like with the pandemic and this entire career change for me I mean, overall, I'm just a happier person. Like, so like my day to day with my family, I feel like I appreciate so much more because I'm, I'm just happier. Like, I, right. I feel like it's the happiest I've been in. And, and it's really different from a lot of like people's experiences with this entire pandemic. You know, I mean, I, that's one of the things where I think it's different for me versus some people that like. It's it's allowed me to kind of really with all of this. I don't know, like enjoy things and kind of cherish some of the time that I've been able to spend with my family because I've been just been in a better place mm -hmm. over this last nine, 10 months than I could say that I was the, the previous two to three years. Yeah. So it's like job change, more time with family, kids are home more, things are more stressful and they're weird and they're different and stuff like that. But as hard as it's been at times, it's, it's, it's been a good thing. Not the pandemic, but like some of the changes that have happened in the last nine months, if that all makes mm -hmm. sense. No, it makes total sense. Like I feel like that sometimes too. And I'm like, it's weird to say like, I'm ha 
you know, happier right now than I, mm-hmm. you know, while there's a pandemic going on, but like, I'm the type of person who doesn't like going out anyway. So being able to like stay at home and have an excuse to stay at home, like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do you and the family, what do you guys like to do in your free time when you guys have, you know, some time for yourselves? Um, I mean, with, with, with us as a family, a lot of stuff that we'll do, um, the two biggest things is, is we are, insane like movie nerds and and superhero nerds and stuff (laughs) like that and through all of these brand new shows that have come out whether it's been uh like wandavision or it's Mm -hmm. been um all these like star wars like mandalorian and stuff like that we've literally made it like every night like every friday night has been like a family night and so if we'll so we'll sit down and like i've got kids i got an 11 year old an eight year old and a three year old and we will literally sit down, even the three-year-old is a family, and we will literally just sit here and watch whatever new episode is. You know, like, we'll make dinner and stuff like that and just spend time as a family. Um, that, and we play a lot of Uno um, oh, in our yeah. family. And Uno is a... Anybody that comes in this house and plays Uno with us, Uno is a blood sport. In this <laughs> oh, house. man. Uno is, like teeth elbows are flying like it is it gets real in uno like we uh, my my kids are so competitive about uno it's so funny because they will like talk so much ridiculous amounts of trash to me and then i'll be like wham i'll smack them with a draw five (laughs) and it it just it it's so funny um but it's something we definitely play a whole lot and we're competitive but we're not but it's it's always (laughs) It's always a really interesting time. That, I mean, it sounds like a, I love Uno. So, you know, maybe one day we'll all go <laughs> Uno somewhere. But hey. you, you bring the whiskey and uh, we can have I'll bring, drink, I'll bring the drinks. You bring the cards. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. I got it. Um, so, Derek, I'm I'm going to let you go. But but it sucks because you're an awesome dude. And but I'll, I'll probably have you come back on again after, you know, I go through a cycle of some peeps, but because there's so much more about you that everybody, if you can see my glasses or like keep following up anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to talking to the, see, I'm just talking to you like a homie. Go ahead and tell everybody uh, where they can find your stuff, what you're all about, anything you want to plug or whatever, just go ahead and put all that info out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're in the Twitter space, follow me at Debro underscore FFB. I mean, all my content is spread across all three arms of FTN. So, FTN Fantasy, FTN Daily, FTN Bets. Um, I've got my podcast. We're doing like four to five a week. Um, it's been slowed down a little bit this week because of all the free agency yeah. craziness. <laughs> uh, but my co-host Adam Pfeiffer and I, we're doing that like four to five times a week. Right now, we're doing NFL Draft Prospects. Um, we're going to switch back into like, we'll do off season. Like we do everything. We, we cover everything on that podcast, whether it's DFS redraft all the way into dynasty and NFL draft stuff. So, um, that's really all things of, of where you can, if you want to sit here and like, uh, have to listen to me some more, that's where you can find it. Or if you want my written work, all of it's all over at FTN. Excellent. So awesome to have you on. I, I really glad I got to sit down. Oh, with hell. You. Thank you for asking me. Case. Oh, this no was problem, awesome. Man. I just, like I said, I just wanted to hop on here, and if we did nothing but just shoot the shit and talk about nothing yeah. for two hours, it didn't matter to me. Just to be able to catch up, it's been a minute. Oh, for sure, dude. For sure. And I, we'll have to talk some more because, yeah, it has been a minute. 